I turn to the audience and I say, just by changing your thoughts, you can change the progress of labor. What your mind thinks, her body feels. So why are you pursuing all of the things that could go wrong? Why are you having the energy that says that this can go wrong? Where you focus your energy, that's what you receive. That's what you perpetuate. Please teach it to every medical student because it would change the face of birth for everyone. I'm Cynthia Overgaard, owner of Hypnobirthing of Connecticut, childbirth advocate, and postpartum support specialist. And I'm Trisha Ludwig, certified nurse midwife and international board-certified lactation consultant. And this is the Down to Birth podcast. Childbirth is something we're made to do, but how do we have our safest and most satisfying experience in today's medical culture? Let's dispel the myths and get down to birth. Barbara Harper is an internationally recognized expert on water birth, a published author of books and journal articles, and in 1988 founded the nonprofit organization Water Birth International. For the past five decades, Barbara has worked as an obstetric, pediatric, and critical care nurse, a midwife, midwifery instructor, childbirth educator, and blissborn hypnosis trainer. She teaches unique seminars within hospitals, nursing schools, midwifery, and medical schools, and community groups worldwide. Her best-selling book, Gentle Birth Choices, has been translated into nine languages, including Chinese. Her latest collaborative book project was published in May of 2021, entitled Bringing Birth Home. We were honored to feature Barbara in episode 100 of the Down to Birth show. And today, Barbara is back to provide a window into her experience in training medical obstetric professionals in the field of childbirth. You heard that right. It seems there's a lot lacking in medical schools. Barbara, we are so happy you're here with us today. Your last episode with us has been widely played all over the globe, and we're just so grateful that you always make time for us. Thank you so much. I love that episode and the reactions that it got. Uh, I've been uh, getting DMs from people who have listened to it and even my family liked it. My my daughter is my best critic or my worst. I don't know, but she, she loves me totally. And she said, mom, you did a great job with them. And they are awesome, awesome interviewers. Oh, great. Well, that's You're, fabulous. That's quite a compliment. She was around a lot of births as, as um, a young child and growing up in a household where pregnant women paraded through all the time. And um, she chose to, she works for WIC, Women's Infants and Children, and she sees clients all day long and she teaches breastfeeding and and she's been doing that for mo- most of her adult life, like 20 years now. <laughs> so so she, she sees the efficacy of what I do in the results of who she sees. And I think about the the things that influence women. I, I've been reading a great book by Rachel Reed on reclaiming the the childbirth as a rite of passage. And so I, I was thinking today that I'd really like to talk about how women can recognize whether their provider is viewing 
them as a whole being or just looking at the medical aspects? Do you understand what I'm talking about? This is a perfect topic to talk about today because one of our favorite subjects on the show is provider red flags, which are the warning signs of a provider that's not supportive. So to hear another perspective and to look at really the key things, the green lights, the go-aheads that women can use to help understand if they're with the right provider is spot on. Thank you for giving me that green light. (laughs) I'm, I'm really excited about it because, you know, I've been teaching online and uh, I, I retooled my whole business so that I could do professional workshops. And I went to Wisconsin uh, two weeks ago. I, I got on a plane and I flew for the first time since February of 2020 and, and drove to Eau Claire, which is a small college town. And they have three hospitals in that town. And I was hired by Sacred Heart Hospital to educate their staff. And they opened up the session to people from other hospitals in both states. And we we, we had all together about 50 providers over two days. I did two sessions back to back, one morning and afternoon and one evening. So I could get two different shifts. What I witnessed in giving the information to these absolutely amazing family practice doctors, um, nurses, midwives, both local midwives and midwives in the hospital, what I recognized was kind of the divide between how they look at pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. And it's easy to see that it doesn't take much information at all to get them excited about really seeing the the mom as the progenitor of the the and and teaching them that the baby is the driver. That that was like mind blowing for some of these nurses and and just little things. And they would come up to me and say, the nurses would say, I am never ever going to ask a woman in labor if she's in pain. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh concept put into place Mm -hmm. because when they understand how the mind works and that a woman in labor is in a very open theta state where she's open to suggestion, I, I, I kind of weave those principles into what I teach. And I said, don't ask her if she's in pain, ask her if she's comfortable. And then do something to offer her more comfort. Offer her the shower, offer her the bath, um, offer her just to sit beside her and touch her. And, and these nurses were like, ah, what a concept. So when I'm working with parents, I say, pick your provider carefully and And see if they have the understanding that birth is a rite of passage and that you have the right to not just your belief system, but do you support and respect the physiology of both mother and baby? And so you can ask very specific questions. 
that will reveal how supportive they are. Do you want to know some of those questions? We would love to hear those questions. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's let's start with when should I come to the hospital? And then we get into, well, as soon as your water breaks, you need to come in. Oh no, you don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Please don't. So, please, please don't. <laughs> so if if your provider says to you, let's talk about the green lights. Well, we want to make sure that your labor is well established and infection rates are are, are not that high by waiting even up to 24 hours. That's your provider. Okay. That's your provider. And there's this reassurance that what you're looking for is this reassurance that labor is normal. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to make a comment for our listeners that the two main reasons I would say you don't want to get to the hospital when your water breaks or when your membranes release is first that in the majority of instances, it does not indicate you're in labor yet, but the odds are extremely high, just over four in five, that 24 hours after your membranes release, labor will have begun. This says nothing about when the baby will arrive, but if your membranes release at 3.30 a.m. when you're lying in bed on a Tuesday morning, it, when many women believe that means they're in labor, so they march down to the hospital and nothing's happening. And But the reality is, by 3.30 a.m. the following day, there is a more than 80% chance labor will have begun. So the question is, how do you spend that day? Because if you bring yourself down to the hospital, it's only a matter of time before you start doubting your body. Your provider says things about using Pitocin. And you know the number one reason for a cesarean section in this country, failure to progress. So it's part of this perfect storm that originates with the misinformation Exactly. We all are ascribing to this belief, this false, this false belief that it means you're in labor and it doesn't. Exactly. Hey there, all you amazing, strong and beautiful women, especially you new moms and moms to be. I'm Taylor, co-founder and CEO of Vitality. And I'm Taylor's sister, Chloe, co-founder and chief design officer. We started Vitality to encourage and empower everyone to live a vibrant life. We're all about supporting women, especially on the journey to motherhood. When I was pregnant, I really struggled to find comfy leggings that I could wear all day, every day. So we set out to make the best maternity pants out there. We took those pain points and designed pieces that were supportive and comfortable, including details like a high-rise fit, underbelly seam, raw cut hems, and to top it off, we have an embedded silicone panel that acts like a built-in suspension system for your low back, which is the first of its kind. So we designed this line in our Marshmallow Soft Cloud 2 fabric in not only a maternity pant, but a volley and biker short as well. Let me tell you, all of these pieces are a game changer. Just go to shopvitality.com and cherry on top, you guys can use code down to birth at checkout to get 10% off your order. 10% off athleisure designed for pregnancy during pregnancy. Down to birth is sponsored by Postpartum Soothe. Recovering from a vaginal birth takes many women by surprise. Everyday activities like sitting, walking, and going to the bathroom can be uncomfortable. And Postpartum Soothe is just the remedy to support your healing and relieve discomfort. 
Postpartum Soothe is a 100% organic herbal blend that's applied to maternity pads in the days immediately following your birth, giving you all the benefits of a sitz bath 24-7. That's because herbs like comfrey leaf, uva ursi, and witch hazel are known for their antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory properties. Postpartum Soothe can be prepared anytime during the third trimester, and it makes a beautiful baby gift. It's a must for any woman seeking a faster, easier recovery from a vaginal birth. Visit postpartumsoothe.com. That's postpartumsoothe, S-O-O-T-H-E dot com, and use promo code DOWNTOBIRTH. Did you know that 97% of women take a prenatal vitamin, yet 95% of us are still deficient in key nutrients for pregnancy and postpartum? After a long time searching for the optimal prenatal nutrition product, we bring you Needed, a radically better prenatal vitamin. Needed's nutritional products offer nutrients that your body can utilize with doses at optimal versus bare minimum levels and are available in capsules and an easy-to-take vanilla powder, perfect for those moms with pill fatigue or nausea. Needed is a woman-founded company offering a superior nutritional product lineup backed by research, data, and insights from nearly 4,000 women's health experts. Needed offers premium supplements for every stage from egg quality support for women trying to conceive to lactation support for breastfeeding. And you know, Cynthia and I, we love their botanical sleep and relaxation support packets before bedtime. So if you are looking for a radically different prenatal, head on over to thisisneeded.com and enter down to birth for 20% off your first order. It's, it's a very good litmus test. Okay. You're in, in interviewing a provider. Um, I don't know if you remember, but in the back of general birth choices, the, the, the book that, that helped, shape lots of different lives and to have gentle births and and so many providers who who kind of stepped over to the other side and that's how I want to be um in the back of the book it's questions to ask a potential provider and that is one of the questions so those questions are are the are the litmus test to see if if this provider will believe in the direction of normalcy. And and that's exactly what you were talking about, Cynthia, when when you mentioned that um, it's normal to have uh, the membranes release before labor begins, but only about 5% of women will do that. That's right. And, and those 5% have to feel confident and as long as we produce rules and regulations that say that it's not normal, um, then it, it puts women in a more difficult place to trust their bodies. So along with a provider that, that believes in normalcy, you also need a provider that, that trusts the woman's own wisdom and trusts her body and trust the baby. And I add this, trust the grand design. And I don't care how you define the grand design, but for most people, it's that there's a force outside of us that's greater than we are as a whole. You can call it, I don't want to call it religion, but we we see this in, in working with women, teaching them hypnosis, 
teaching them to to understand how their brain gets wired. And it's so simple. It's so simple when you look at it. But the culture is influencing so many women today. When we look at Instagram and Facebook, and it's a hotbed for the the insurgency <laughs> of, of women taking back their births. It's because um, in, in my classes, I actually give my favorite podcasts, go listen to Down to Birth. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I actually link it and say, go listen to some of these episodes because it's really going to move you from that place of not trusting yourself to more trusting yourself. So in June, I was teaching a seven-week course to 23 doctors and midwives in Cebu, Philippines at a clinic that's been open for 18 years. It's called Glory Reborn. And it's a Christian organization. And the doctors and midwives that work there are just phenomenal, just phenomenal. And they wanted to learn water birth because they'd had requests. And oh my God, it was so good. It was so good. But the very first lesson we did at my time, I did 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. every Tuesday morning. And so I roll out of bed and get online and I and I see the everybody there and I go, so what did you learn this week? <laughs> and, and the very first person to talk was an OB. And she said, well, I'm a bit concerned because in this first three sessions, I have to say that I disagree because um, I was taught in medical school that I had to be the captain of the ship. And what you're asking me to do is to turn over that captain position to the mother. And that just isn't safe because I know all the things that could go wrong and she doesn't. And so I sat with that and then I asked her some questions. So, so if our purpose at birth is to make the woman comfortable, to support her, to support her normal physiology, how can you change your mindset to view her as normal? What will it take for you to release the reins and give that power back to her. Because it's not about controlling her from the outside, because you know that you cannot do that. You have to recognize the, the pre-programming of the intricate and delicate interaction of the hormones from her body and the neurobehavioral program of the baby that is, is programmed in its brain. It's a biological imperative to get out. And it's recognizing that the baby is the driver of the experience. And when you recognize that, you then ask the question, how can I support that? What can I do? How can I move a woman from her place of fear and move her to a place of peace, comfort, and relaxation. 
just think of all the things that a provider can do to reassure a woman that everything is normal. The provider doesn't have to wear on their sleeve that they know things can go wrong. What they need to do is presume things are going beautifully and to not intervene until something goes wrong, until they have a medical indication. That's a gentle birth principle. If we look back at even when we wrote the Coalition for Improving Maternity Services, Kim's, and we, we wrote the manifesto of how to support normal birth. That was 1996. We met at Mount Madonna. We were, we were an organization of heads of organizations. Ina May was there. Uh, John Travis, uh, he was representing the holistic physicians. The only people that they're only organization that did not show up as with a representative was Guess. ACOG. Thank you. Yeah. ACOG was the only one that did not show up. American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology for our listeners. Obstetricians and gynecologists. ACNM was represented. American College of Nurse Midwives. MANA, Midwives Alliance of North America, was represented. Even A1, the Association of Women's Health and Neonatal Nurses, showed up. And we had discussions like you wouldn't believe how can we support normal birth? It took us three days just to write the introduction to the Kim's document. It begins by them witnessing normal birth. Yes. So that's the problem. They never yes. see normal birth. So the yes. threshold for intervening is so much lower than a provider, like a midwife, whose circle of safety for normalcy is so much greater. Trish, that is the whole point. Because when I'm standing in front of a group of physicians and nurses and midwives, and I just, I do a litmus test. Have you, have you seen a woman give birth outside of the bed? No. Have you not ever used stirrups? Sometimes. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Have, have, have you seen a water birth? No. Mm-mm. No. So when this woman in the Philippines at Glory Reborn said, I have to be the captain of the ship. That's what I'm taught. And so I spent the next six weeks proving to them that there is a grand design and that the baby is the driver. And their final exam was week eight. And I did up case reports. I I made them up. I, I spent like two days writing eight cases with histories and physicals and monitor strips and, and, and giving them all of the information that they would need to make decisions whether you should go on and use water to normalize the birth or should you go straight to a cesarean. I, I gave them the opening and we, we divided up into groups and each took two cases and then we came back together and studied them and and every single doctor and midwife found every reason to support normalcy, even with complicated cases. It's like what's what I feel, what I envision happening when you're talking to them is you're showing the providers, I think initially on day one that they spend with you, they might fear that you are telling them they're not important, they're not valued, they're not primary. But what happens is you are saying you're so important 
You are so important to these birthing women, Mm -hmm. but not in the way you think you are. You're not there to give birth for her. You're there to reassure her because you would know if intervention were, were required. Well, it was so easy to lead them down that path and to reassure them that no one's taking anything away. No, we're giving you gift. There was a doctor. This was life-changing for me. He'd, we'd gone through the whole workshop and I asked for questions and he raised his hand and he said, okay, let me, let me, let me get this. Um, I, I watched the woman. Um, I, I don't touch her. Um, I don't pull the baby out. The, the baby it has a reflex that, that, that works with the contraction and it, and it expels itself. And I leave the cord intact. He said, so, so my question is, how do I justify my fees if I don't do anything? No. Yes. Well, you know, he said it. He got it out there. That was, that's admirable. And so he wanted to be able to do something. Right, right. And this is the perplexity of modern medicine. I want to be able to do something. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Exactly. She's a machine. The baby's a product. And what I did in that moment, I I looked heavenward and I said, before I even finished my prayer to ask God to give me a really good answer, it just came right out of my mouth. Does the lifeguard get paid on the beach if he doesn't have to rescue someone? I said, you know what normal, you should know what normal looks like, what it feels like, what it, what it smells like, what it tastes like. You, you have it in every fiber of your being and you are there as a guardian. You're a guardian of normal. You're the, not the guardian of the galaxy. You're the guardian of this galaxy right in front of you. And I started teaching a workshop I started it in Mexico, Guardianes del Nacimiento, the guardians of birth, birth guardians. And on the third day of a five-day workshop for obstetricians, neonatologists, perinatologists, it's when the reality comes in. And I love the third day of that workshop because, because there's lots of tears. There's lots of revelations. There's lots of like, oh my God, what have I been doing? There's recognition of the normalcy of birth because I show them films. I, 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 I take birth and, and all of a sudden it becomes normal for them. And they can't wait to get back and practice it. They can't wait to support women. So the, the, doctor in the Philippines on our, after we did the case studies and we're in the circle online and it's as if we're holding each other's souls. And, and she said to me, she, she raised her hand and I recognized her and and she said, remember me from the first day? I said, yes, yes. You were the captain of the ship. So how do you feel now? And she goes, I know that my job is not to get the baby out, but to support the woman to find her own power 
And I'm there to protect her and guide her and love her and and witness this miracle called birth. And I started crying. <laughs> and she started crying. And, and about half of the other doctors started crying. And I immediately went into this. In my Jewish brain, all I could think of was, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his countenance upon you. And may the Lord bring peace upon you and every person, every woman that walks in the door, may they feel your peace because you know what normal looks like. And honestly, it was, it was the best graduation that I've ever attended because I know that those doctors are, even though they have that training it's it's a it's a conversion process to go from from captain of the ship to guardian of the galaxy <laughs> and that's what you're going to look for in your provider finding the perfect pregnancy and breastfeeding bra is no easy task your search is now over Meet Davin and Adley, a mother-owned pumping, nursing, and maternity bra company with a unique, comfortable, and stylish cropped cami. This item is perfect to wear all day long from day one of your pregnancy right through the end of your breastfeeding journey and probably beyond. The Amelia cami makes pumping and breastfeeding easy while looking and feeling good on your body. It works seamlessly for both wearable pumps and flange pumps, and you can breastfeed in it. It also has a beautiful stretch lace back. You can sleep in it, dress up in it, go out in it, whatever you want to do in it. And trust us, the quality in this item and all of their items are top notch. They're soft, durable, and attractive. These bras will truly go the distance. Davin and Adley carry a gorgeous selection of maternity and nursing wear, and they have an innovative one-piece breast pad that we've never seen anywhere else. So no more losing those solo breast pads, ladies. Go ahead and check out the full collection of maternity and nursing items at davinandadley.com and use your promo code down to birth to save 15%. All right, breastfeeding moms, do you want to know one of our all-time favorite items for your nursing journey? If you know us, you probably could guess it. Yep, it's the Silverette Nursing Cup. These little nipple heroes not only protect, but also heal because they're made of real silver. It is naturally antimicrobial antifungal, and anti-inflammatory. These little cups will be your best friend in the early sensitive weeks of breastfeeding your baby. And our favorite part is they last literally forever. You can pass them on just like you would a favorite piece of jewelry. Head on over to silverettusa.com and use promo code down to birth to save 15%. This reminds me of the story I think I said when we were speaking to Dr. Stu about my friend who was in obstetric school at the same time that I was in midwifery school. And we would sometimes get into hot debates about the difference between midwifery and obstetrics. And she wasn't necessarily that supportive of midwifery. And at one point she just said, it's not fair. Why do you get to have all the fun with the births? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and the story you just told explains exactly that. You know, you can change your mindset and birth can be fun for you too. So I love doing sessions and, and teaching hypnosis to providers. So 
let's go back to 2018. I'm in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Yes, I'm teaching water birth to individual hospitals there. My my supporters take me around and and there's Parto in the Agua Argentina. And they invited me and they did this. And they also brought in 250 medical students, doctors, midwives from all over the, the region, Chile, Peru, uh, Uruguay, Bolivia, uh, Colombia. They're all in this auditorium at the University of Buenos Aires. And I have them for three days to teach them instant hypnosis at the bedside. It's a provider course that Laura Wood and I have have designed and designated for providers so that they can look at the power of the mind. And I have them chanting, what my mind thinks, my body feels. And then I switch the tables and I do this experiment. I bring up like a dozen people out of the audience and I say, six of you are going to pretend to be pregnant and you are going to be the clients. And six of you are going to pretend to be physicians in uh, with this woman at the bedside. And I take all the doctors over and I put them, the pretend doctors, and I put them in the corner and I say to them, I want you to have one thought and one thought only. I don't want to be here. I don't like you. I, I, I have to get to my clinic. I, I, I just, I've got all these other things that I'm thinking about. I, I, and I don't want you to make eye contact. And, and then I bring them back. And I don't tell the, the women or the people that are pretending to be pregnant anything. And then I set a timer for three minutes and they stand in front of each other. And the doctors, some of them really play it up. They, they're, they're looking at their watches. They're folding their arms. They're they're acting bored. They you know they're they're just doing anything but being physically and emotionally and spiritually present. And it gets very uncomfortable in the whole room because all of a sudden the you can see that the pretend clients are having physical responses. And so I stop it at three minutes and then I pass the microphone and please tell me what you were experiencing emotionally and physically. And this one had a sore throat. This one had a stomach ache. This one felt like she was going to throw up. This one wanted to run away. It was a sympathetic response. You were in your ventral vagal. And, and I, I use it as a demonstration to talk about how we cycle back and forth between our ventral vagal and our dorsal vagal. And our dorsal vagal is about calm connection and peace. And our ventral vagal is about fight, flight, freeze, or, or faint. And then I turned to the audience and I said, repeat after me what my mind thinks her body feels. And then I reverse them. And I take the next group of doctors over into the corner and I say, I want you to think one thought. I love you. You're amazing. You are so beautiful. You're the most beautiful person I've ever met. And I want you to look her in her eyes 
And I want you to stand there and take a deep breath and feel how centered and grounded you are. And I do this centering exercise with them. And they go back and they stand in front of the clients again. And I set a timer for three minutes, but the exercise never lasts more than about a minute and a half. Because after a minute and a half, they're hugging each other. And and they're both in tears because just by changing your thoughts, you can change the progress of labor. And I turn to the audience and I say, what your mind thinks, her body feels. So why are you pursuing all of the things that could go wrong? Why are you having the energy that says, that this can go wrong. Where you focus your energy, that's what you receive. That's what you perpetuate. And and a, a woman in the audience stood up and she was in tears. And she said, can I teach this in our medical school program? And I said, yes, with my blessing. Please teach it to every medical student because it would change the face of birth for everyone. When we work directly with couples and with women, we know they need to be educated and they need to be empowered. And if you think of day one of your workshop with all these doctors, the last thing they would expect is going to happen in that process is that you would empower them. They might show up, some of them, with their chest puffed out and feeling strong, and they're the pilot of this plane, and they're the captain of the ship. And then suddenly they're in tears days later, and they finally discover their true power is bestowing that respect and space and empowerment onto the people that they serve. And it's in serving that they actually are empowered. It's so and it tr- must turn their world upside down. It turns their world completely upside down. And and the letters that I get, the, the DMs that I get, uh, when are you coming back? I want to learn more. I want, I, I want to take every workshop that you teach. I feel, and they say that, I feel so empowered mm. to be with women like I've never felt before. It's by, by I call it doing a Marie Kondo on your closet, your closet of thoughts, feelings, <laughs> and behaviors. <laughs> Take them out and look at what makes sense. I do the same thing with couples. What what thoughts, feelings, and behaviors do you have? Your behavior is a chemical response to the environment. And so the environment of medical school was torture. And you learn how to pass that torture on. And so you've got to get them back to a place of where they originated as an innocent being who chose to be in a physical body at this time. It's it's about nurturing their souls. It's all about nurturing their souls. Because intuitively, they have always known that they were missing something in their care. I have heard that a hundred times from doctors. I knew something was missing. Mm-hmm. And, and this, is, this is the key that opens the door. I, can't, I feel like I can't imagine the self-love they get to experience <gasps> after this process. Oh, okay. 
after this process and I make them journal. I, I make them write affirmations about what an incredible being they are, what, what a talented and, and a perceptive physician that they are. <laughs> so, and after three or five days, you know, depending on the group that I'm with, uh, I just kind of float out and because there is so much love in the group. And as I'm passing out their, uh, you know, their certificates of accomplishment, it, it's, it's just one of the proudest moments of my life in seeing them blossom into this, I'm going to cry, this divine being that they have always known that they were, but they were caught in this system that, that diminished their capabilities of experiencing their divineness. My children have always said, Mom, you're doing sacred work. How can we support you? And um, I used to say on my tombstone, I wanted, at least she tried. And my daughter recently, when I brought that up, because I'm 70 years old, okay? And I, I have this, I have this gift of realized mortality in front of me because I know I'm not going to be traversing the world for a long time. And this is why I'm writing this new book, Gentle Birth Wisdom, because I've got to pass this on. And, um, and my daughter recently said, mom, you've done more than tried. You've succeeded. And it's with, with people like you, the two of you who, who feel your divineness and, and, and put it out into the world. And that's why I so love being with you because you get it. You really get it. And, um, and, and you put these little droplets of love all over with every episode that you do. So thank you so much for having me back. Thank you, Barbara. It's our honor, Barbara. In Judaism, it's, it, there's a, a section in the Talmud, and I think I've put this on my Instagram before, but you're not required to complete the work, but you are required to begin it. Oh, that's powerful. And, and our job here, yeah. it's, it's the thought that, that our job here is tikkun olam, which is God created the world and he put us in it to make it better. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share a favorite episode or two. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Down to Birth Show or contact us and review show notes at downtoverthshow.com. Please remember this information is made available to you for educational and informational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. For our full disclaimer, visit downtobirthshow.com slash disclaimer. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, hear everyone and listen to yourself. It was 2018 and I was, I was flying 100,000 miles every year guaranteed. And on this flight, I was sitting next to somebody that I did not know. He was very handsome and people kept stopping and putting out like a napkin or a piece of paper and asking for his autograph. And so I knew he was somebody famous, but I had no idea who he was. And so I 
as soon as the light went off and we could unbuckle, I went up to the front. I was in first class and I talked to the flight attendant and I said, do you know who I'm sitting beside? And she goes, let me look him up on the manifest. Okay. And she looked him up and she, it was like Reginald, somebody or whatever. No, she goes, I think he's a, a rap star. I think his, his rap title is ASAP Rocky. I was so afraid you were about to say George Clooney or something. I was just going <laughs> to scream. <laughs> no. And, and so I can't tell you the whole thing, but we, we talked and I told him what I did and we had a very nice conversation. And I said, ASAP, we need to, we, right now, we need to write a, a, a rap song about women taking back their births. And so, and, and we sat there for an hour on the flight and I'm writing down lyrics and, and he's going, it's my body. It's my baby. It's my birth. It's my body. It's my baby. It's my birth. Leave me the fuck alone because I know what to do. Respect me now. It's my body. It's my baby. It's my birth. 